1: How do
0: you not hear that?
1: Blob Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations,
0: Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Today's topic is the, is the WESOC Festival, and before we explore that particular topic, um, uh, let's give some credit to Alice, Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, and she wrote 24 volumes of literature. And all of the dialogue that you hear on this show emanates from the works of Alice Bailey, as does uh, the following thought. Year after year, ever since the Buddha achieved his goal of illumination, An effort has been made to increase the flow of enlightenment into the world and to throw the light of wisdom, experience, and understanding into human minds. At each full moon of May, this has been the effort. Well, that certainly is a noble effort that all of humanity needs. Um, Can you describe the uh, Wesak Festival?
1: I'll try. Um, It's the major uh, Buddhist festival each year. It's celebrated in all... um, Parts of Asia where there are Buddhists, so whatever um, uh, aspect of Buddhism they may follow—the Hinayana or Mahayana traditions—every uh, Buddhist knows about Vesak, and it's the the festival uh, that is coordinated with in in Buddhist lands with the full moon of May. In the Ageless Wisdom teaching that's given in the books of Alice Bailey, it's coordinated with the Festival of the full moon of Taurus, which sometimes falls in April. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of disparity in that between the ageless wisdom and the traditional, I guess you could say, orthodox Buddhist uh, celebration of Wesak. But this year, both the full moon of Taurus and the full moon of May uh, coincide in May. And it will be held on uh, Thursday, May 15th this year. It's the the festival on which the Buddha, according to Buddhist belief, achieved his enlightenment, uh, sitting under the the Bodhi tree. Um, Maybe to give a kind of a background to this festival or to put it in context, um, I know I've mentioned this before, but um, years ago there was a television program called Kung Fu, With David Carradine, I think. Do you remember that? Yeah, I I do. Yeah. He was a a Buddhist um, uh, man in the American West in the 19th century, Mm -hmm. as I recall, and he had a a master, uh, a spiritual master who guided his spiritual development. And I can remember one program. This must have been in the very early 70s, when he was um, he was called Grasshopper by his Mm -hmm. teacher, and he was determined to attend the Wesak Festival. That was the first time I'd ever heard of it. And then I came upon the term in the writings of Alice Bailey. But it's um, uh, universally accepted by Buddhists that on this day, the day of Lesak, the the festival of the full moon, the Buddha's enlightenment is commemorated. And it's a kind of a day of convergence, wouldn't you say, when Buddhists come together. That film that we've seen of the Tibetan pilgrims, Mm -hmm. Journeying to Mount Kailash is another example of convergence.
2: Right. We have a uh, videotape that was made some years ago by a friend of ours that actually went to Tibet.
1: An Australian (coughs) filmmaker. Right.
2: And um, he went to this valley in western Tibet around this very sacred mountain called Mount Kailash. And it's a sacred place for the Tibetans. And each year at this time of the year... Uh, during this festival, pilgrims from all over Tibet and um, that region of the world uh, assemble in this valley, and uh, they have a, a celebration. And uh,
1: They make an arduous journey, some of them, it, right, walking. They,
2: they walk, and they come by car or truck or by Donkey? Ho- horseback or whatever. <laughs> but they, they all manage to show up at this uh very isolated valley way up in the mountains in western Tibet. And it's a very sacred um, time for the uh, Tibetan. But it's not just for Tibetans. It's it's for any Buddhists in the world or for anyone, actually, because our film crew that came there were not uh, Buddhists by any means, but they were allowed to come in and film it, and uh, many lamas were there. And it's around this Big, sacred mountain called Mount Kailash
1: and there 's a great deal of ritual associated with the Tibetans observance of uh, Wessek at Mount Kailash, and that is also depicted in the uh, writings of Alice Bailey. The film that you 're mentioning showed them um, in movements around the foot of the mountain and converging in various formations and prostrating themselves in um, I guess you could say in prayer, in obeisance to divinity. Uh, It was very inspiring to see it. And that also is described in the writings of Alice Bailey, that this Festival of Wesak is a time when human beings can participate along with great spiritual beings who form, I guess you could say, um, a channel of energy flow, that uh, is set up in order to release the energy of enlightenment into human consciousness. And uh, the writings of Alice Bailey say that at this moment each year, the Buddha returns to humanity in his spiritual body, not physically, but in his spiritual or etheric body, he returns Mm -hmm. briefly to this, sacred valley in uh, the Himalayas. It may very well be Mount Kailash, as the Tibetans believe. We don't know, but he returns for a moment, bringing the blessing of Shambhala.
2: And it's, uh, it's a great festival for uh, spiritual beings all over the world, because uh, Alice Bailey and her writings described one an experience that she had attending this festival but it was in a dream state as mm-hmm. she describes it and it, it's all laid out in this uh, booklet that we're giving away today called the Waysack festival booklet which we'll talk about later but she describes this whole uh, scene and it's it's quite remarkable because the 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 Christ is there uh the many of the, uh, the great mystic. masters of the wisdom are also present and many disciples and initiates <coughs> are there, in whatever state, whether it's in the physical state or in a non-physical state, so that all they all know their place in this great festival. And before the Buddha arrives, there are ch- there is chanting and mantras and uh, uh, formations that uh, evoke uh, powerful energies. And at the time that the All of this is a build-up to the Buddha's arrival, which he he comes in uh, from off in the distance, and this is as it's described by Alice Bailey. By the way, we haven't I haven't seen it myself (laughs) personally, but uh, um, this is her description, and uh, it's, it's a very powerful scene that happens because the Buddha arrives and he hovers over this assembled. Group and uh, bestows his blessing on the on the um, assembled people there, and then he departs. And the whole thing happens very quickly, but it's his blessing has been given to the world, and the energies pour through the assembled group into humanity.
1: Dale and I were discussing um, before this program how much to say about this festival and to be honest I'm always uncomfortable describing it because I feel that it um, it's futile to try to put into words concepts and um, spiritual recognitions and experiences that one hasn't uh, um, undergone personally it um, it brings a kind of a skepticism to the concrete mind, uh, a tendency to analyze, and uh, perhaps uh, second guess, but the best uh, we can do is suggest that people read more about it in the booklet that we have available, and if they find that it evokes their intuitive recognition and response, that's the best way to understand it. But In summary, I I guess the most significant thing about this return of the Buddha each year is that he brings what's called the touch of Shambhala, which is the energy of the will, the spiritual will. And I think all of us would agree that humanity is in bad need of the spiritual will if we are ever to get ourselves out of the present uh, impasse and state of wrong relationships that exists among so much of humanity. It takes the will, the will to good, to overcome a lot of the difficulties that seem so entrenched. And that's the hope, to me, of WESAC each year.
2: And that's the thing about WSAC, um Festival. It's an ongoing and it's a mm-hmm. <coughs> recurring event each year. It's not a commemoration of some historic event that happened centuries ago. It happens every year, and it's a live presentation and... Uh, a, recurring
1: a recurring experience. recurring experience,
2: mm-hmm. and that's the uh, real unique thing about it. It brings life to this festival each year.
1: The other aspect of it, the convergence which I mentioned, the convergence of the Tibetans who go to Mount Kailash, um, the convergence of people like... Uh, Uh, the fellow on Kung Fu who wanted to attend and we've seen films by the way in Burma and Thailand and um, Taiwan I believe where uh, Buddhists also come together at this time for this observance well there's another kind of convergence that is possible to all of us and it's in consciousness in meditation that's a point of convergence group meditation when we come together and work together in group meditation. And that's the opportunity that's available at the festival meeting that we hold each year. This year, um, on Thursday evening at 7 o'clock, on Thursday, May 15th. And if people are interested in participating in this meditation, they'd be welcome to come. We'd suggest they call for for more information about the meeting. Mm
0: Um we have a gift for you and we mentioned uh, earlier uh Dale had mentioned that we have a gift for you it's uh it's a booklet actually it's called the we- uh the Westsock Festival and we'll be happy to send it out to you uh free of charge. Uh just give us a call on our toll-free number it's one eight six six, six nine five eight two four seven. 695 8247. Once again that's one eight six six, six nine five. 695 eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six NY Lucis. Lucis is L U C I L U C I S. And just think of one eight six six NY Lucis. Our website is www.lucistrust.org. dot lucistrust dot org. So order that booklet, I think you'll find it uh, quite enjoyable and and by the way we need your help too. These um Uh, We've got an economic problem here because as much as we enjoy doing these radio shows and people have expressed interest and people have certainly sent donations, uh, sometimes we'll just get a few dollars, other times people donate uh, much more. And whatever the donation, we certainly appreciate it to help us uh, pay for these shows that we'd like to continue creating for you. Uh, And actually all the work of the Lucis Trust, including... This radio program is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourselves who support the goals of the Lucis Trust. We're not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor who helps to pay for this program. We depend on the donations, large and small, of individuals, so please give if you want these programs to continue on the air. We certainly enjoy doing them, and uh, hopefully you can find it within your means to help us out. Donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, LUCIS Lucis Trust One Twenty Wall Street, New York, New York One Zero 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 Five. Once again, that's Lucis Trust One Twenty Wall Street, New York, New York One Zero 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 Five. And to order our book, uh, books, cassette tapes, or the radio shows, the schedule of our meditation meetings, or a package of general information, and there's a lot of good reading material just within that general information of who we are and. Uh, uh, what we're about and what our goals are. So you'd find that inter- interesting reading as well. Just give us a call once again at 1-866-695-8247. 695 8247 And um, I would like you, uh, Sarah and Dale, one of you, to. we said so much about the West Sock Festival um uh, uh, could you more or less summarize the, what the significance, once again, of the West Sock Festival is, especially for those people who might have just tuned in?
1: Well, at this time, when uh, there's so much um, struggle and misunderstanding between uh, the different nations of the world and between uh, the, what we call the East and the West, one of the most remarkable things about West Sock is that it seems to um, unite East and West in one great... Uh, expression of spiritual aspiration and one of the most beautiful aspects of the Wessex Festival as given in the books of Alice Bailey is the partnership you could say of what she calls the two brothers the Buddha and the Christ. We think of them as representing entirely different and separate religions but that separation is only in the concrete minds of us human beings. On their level of existence they work together on behalf of humanity and to me that's deeply reassuring to know that there is no separation no cleavage on their level they understand each other perfectly and work together the christ cooperates with the buddha at Wesek in creating this channel of energy flow so that the energy or the forces of enlightenment as they're called which the buddha brings can be released into human consciousness that's one of the most significant aspects of it. It brings a you could say a stimulation, an inspiration to human beings if they're mentally awake
2: yeah, I think that's the the unique part about it that Westerners have to realize that this even though it's traditionally been an eastern festival festival of Wesak, it's really a festival that is meant for all humanity because the energies that are available that are, that are channeled in through the Buddha and the Christ uh, those energies are distributed to all humanity regardless of what one's religion is it, it's not a, it isn't a question of religion to these um, individuals it's stimulating energy that's poured into human consciousness at this time of the year And so we in the West have to uh, begin to look at the value of this great festival and see it for what it is, as a great uh, coming together, as you just said, a convergence of East and West people all over the world coming together.
1: One of the interesting things about these forces of enlightenment that are released each year at this festival is that they affect the minds of human beings. They prompt or stimulate intelligent planning, and um, that, you can see, is so needed in the world today when we think about, for example, the rebuilding of Iraq, a nation that has been really devastated by war, or Afghanistan, or the situation in the Middle East, or uh, the problems in West Africa. You can see that this stimulation of enlightenment that would bring about a more wise and um, correct planning on the part of uh, the people who have responsibility for these decisions is so needed. And we can think, if we work in meditation at this time, of visualizing the direction of these forces of enlightenment into the minds of all who work on a humanitarian level, all who work in the media and report on the state of the world. They convey knowledge and information to vast numbers of humanity. They are in need of enlightenment. We can work in meditation to direct these energies into consciousness so that those receptive minds can be impressed and stimulated by them. It doesn't necessarily have to be that they know these energies are uh, coming to them. It's simply a matter of their minds being open and responsive and the channel for the energy flow being created by the worldwide group of meditators.
2: And that's why we have our meditation meetings at this time too, to cooperate with this vast worldwide group of people who are working in meditation around the world.
1: And there are meetings all over the world at this time, truly.
2: And uh, so we we come together to cooperate with this, and we have a a very special meditation outline to follow that uh, is very much in line with these very energies, uh, the energies of enlightenment and of love and of the will to good flowing into human consciousness.
0: I've certainly enjoyed those meetings. I've gone the last couple of years, and um, there's a lot of discussion of spiritual philosophy and uh, meditation, and also you might meet a lot of very interesting people there, too, who uh, are of like mind in the way of spirituality. Once again, can we uh, invite people to that meeting and tell them when the meeting is, the dates on that?
1: Yes, it's uh, May 15th, Thursday, May 15th, at 7.30pm, 7 o'clock, excuse me, Mm -hmm. May 15th, 7 o'clock.
0: And uh, all are welcome. Uh, what makes the Buddhist teaching so relevant to life today?
1: Well, as we know, Buddhism is really growing in the West. The interest in Buddhism has expanded incredibly over the last few decades. Just this past week, I read a new book on Buddhism that was written by Houston Smith and one of his premier students, I think his name is Philip Novak, it was just uh, published. This week, actually. And it was so impressive, uh, the description of the growth of Buddhism around the world, but nowhere more so than in America. Um, There's a great interest in the Buddha's message, and I think it has to do with the enlightenment that the Buddha achieved on that full moon of May so many thousands of years ago, 2,500 years ago. He, by enlightenment, he discovered the... ...reality of life on earth, that it depends upon the uh, the development of three characteristics... ...detachment, dispassion, dispassion, and discrimination. And he found that through detachment he was able to achieve release from the grip of the material things of life... ...from the material realm. And through dispassion he was freed from the desire... Uh, that characterizes the emotional life of so many people. And through discernment, his mind was able to choose freely and wisely uh, how to live. And this was his message that he spent the rest of his life teaching. It is given in the uh, Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Noble Path of Buddhism. People respond to this because it's a message for how to live free of suffering, free of desire.
2: That's that's the real thrust of his message because he saw so much suffering in his time and so he wanted to find the way to uh, get right at the root cause of suffering. And that's why he... Uh, <laughs> put such a focus on that and uh, it's more of a way of life I think Buddhism is more of a way of life isn't it than really a a religion as such
1: well there there is a debate whether it's a religion or not because he didn't teach belief in a particular or personal God and so people who are oriented to that kind of religious um, um, persuasion doubt that Buddhism is a religion but I believe that it is a religion it's um it's uh, a path that leads to divinity it's also a path that leads to um earthly living skill in living in the world he refused interestingly to teach the inner esoteric doctrines that some of the people begged him to teach and which he understood as a result of his enlightenment under the bodhi tree when he demanded the secrets of the universe be revealed to him, and he finally made his breakthrough. Um, But he felt that teaching these to other people was not the answer to the release of their suffering. He said, I have to teach how to live freely on earth, free of of desire, free of craving and longing for material things. So it's a technique for living.
2: And... uh Quite often, all those <clears throat> doctrines, including religious doctrines and esoteric doctrines, can actually get in the way, I think. They they become a, a blockage or they become a distraction because um, people are more concerned about all the intricacies of doctrines and so forth, and they, they forget about the, the basic teachings of the Buddha as to, to how to overcome suffering.
1: Well, certainly he taught the power of... Uh desire and the corrupting influence of desire uh, on the human spirit and one of the major doctrines of Buddhism is to learn to recognize desire how it plays out in your life and how to free yourself of it through the mind through the use of the mind his very name Buddha means the enlightened one when he was asked what he was he said I am awake And that is what he wanted all of us to be, awake to the reality of life, which is that everything is transitory, everything comes to an end, and um, we have to be prepared to let it all slip through our fingers, knowing that on another level, the ocean of being endures, and we are all a part of it and return to it. To me, that's the essence of Buddha's message.
2: And I think it's worth um, saying again that that, uh, the Buddha and the Christ work hand in hand. They are two great brothers in this great effort of bringing enlightenment and love into the world. The Buddha represents the wisdom aspect and the Christ represents and embodied the love aspect. And the two of them together represent one great energy of love and wisdom
1: and uh, this this WESAC Festival will be held again Thursday, May 15th at 7 p.m. People can call us for information. The following weekend, the 17th and 18th, is our annual conference, and they're welcome to come. But if we can participate, these words from Alice Bailey, I think, give us some guidance. She said, remember, no matter who we are and where we may be placed or whatever the nature of our environment is, no matter how isolated we may feel from others each of us on waysac can work and think and act in group formation and function as a silent distributor of force
0: well well said very interesting and um once again if you'd like to um, order our gift we're we're very happy to send that gift out to you it's um the title of it is the Wessac festival booklet and i think you'll find it uh, very interesting and it's about the essence of what we just um, had dialogue about within this show. So give us a call to order that uh, uh, the, the Wesak Festival booklet uh, at 1-866-695-8247. Once again, it's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it, 1-866-NY-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. We go... One eight six six new york Lusis. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
1: Guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve from the center which we call the human race let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells let light and love and power restore the plan on earth
2: any of the 40 Austin-area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day.
1: O, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.